0: Mm-hmm. Devon Diablo running around, uh, yep. Sorry. With the red throughout the Is mm-hmm. there
1: Something that's I was asking about Devon Diablo. Is there something that's, that's limiting him? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I understand. No, I mean, the, you yeah. know, they're just they're just trying to be smart. Yeah, for us. Yeah. Oh, I think great. Yeah, for us, I think it would be great. I think, um, you know, I don't,
2: I, I don't want to speak for everybody in that kind of sense. Like, I don't want someone mad at me for saying, like, I think it'd be great. Um, but I know him and I would get along great. Uh, I know we have in the past and I think we would again. And um, I, I, I think for the most part, I think he'd get along just fine with our guys. And so. No, he
1: was
2: here? I didn't see it. No, uh, I think they did it in the afternoon and I was already I was already on the golf course with my two older boys. <laughs> All
0: right, thank you, Derek.
2: Yep, thanks guys. Yep.
0: I don't
3: know how many Men are out there now that have had a massage that perhaps occasionally there was a happy ending. All right? Maybe there's nobody in your listening audience that that ever happened to. I do want to point out, if it has happened, it's not a crime.
2: just crushed my dreams.
1: Boom. Sadness. That's the one. We're back to the Press Box Morning Show with Ed Graney and Tyler Bischoff featuring Adam
2: Candy. All right, we've got a lot to get to here in this segment. First off, first bite today, would Derek Carr enjoy having Colin Kaepernick around? couple responses on Twitter. Lewis said, I don't think they would want the circus that comes with it, which has been one of the main points for five years now about teams possibly signing Colin Kaepernick. And our favorite, Fernando, who does not like the Raiders, says, yes, it would be chaos. Carr struggles and McDaniels puts in Kaepernick and Fader Nation goes crazy. Uh, Fernando keeping up the hatred of the Raiders every day, even when we talk about the Raiders, every single day. Uh, we will get to some Deshaun Watson. You just heard his lawyer, Rusty Harden, talking about happy endings at massage as not being illegal. But uh, I do want to read a quote from Jack Del Rio, former Raiders head coach, current defensive coordinator of the Washington Commanders. Apparently, he spoke to the media today and gave this quote. I can look at images on TV. People's livelihoods are being destroyed. Businesses are being burned down. No problem. And then we have a dust up at the Capitol. Nothing burned down. And we're going to make that a major deal. It's two standards. Let's have a discussion what the hell is going on with jack del rio why what it's june 8th why is he talking about the Capitol riots and comparing it to the summer of 2020 and all the uh rioting that happened and he's mad about the coverage of the two
1: well he's riled up right now because the january 6th hearings on capitol hill are upcoming i'm sure and that means that Certain media outlets are going to push certain narratives when it comes to those very hard here at the moment. Uh, If you follow Jack Del Rio on social media, you know this is nothing new Uh, from Jack Del Rio. He's been very clear about his political beliefs. Uh, My favorite part, though, is it's two standards. Let's have a discussion. (laughs) What exactly do you, defensive coordinator of the Washington Don't Call Us Redskins, want to talk about? when it comes to this, about this dust-up where nothing was burned down? What what is it that you want to have a discussion about? What do you think, Tyler? What do you think he wants to chat about?
2: Uh, I think this is a very clear um, situation where he doesn't want to discuss anything. He wants to state what he believes and that that is the only facts or the only truth that he will believe, regardless of what anybody actually tries to discuss with him.
1: Right, because as soon as someone asks him which people's livelihoods, what images did you see on TV, what's being burned down, and he has to try to answer that, this whole discussion is going to be over. So, you know, I don't want this to devolve into a discussion of the dust-up at the Capitol. What a uh, a word.
2: What a word to describe that. Well,
1: it's... All right, fine. We've gone this far. Like, it's being rebranded in many corners of the media, even though you can watch the images of what went on and see police officers being trampled, being beaten, being disrespected, and that's what we're going to call a dust-up and say everything's fine with it and it's a double standard. Okay, sounds good, bud. You know what? This is the real stick to sports for me. Honestly, like for as often as we hear things like shut up and dribble and stick to sports when athletes try to speak out on things that have to do with social justice. If this is the type of ignorance that you're going to put out there into the world, just shut up and coach.
2: Here's a genuine question for you. Colin Kaepernick, not in the NFL for over five seasons now and a lot of it. Um, is because teams can hide behind the idea that oh we don't we don't want the distractions we don't want the off-field stuff like we just want to focus on football. Why is Jack Del Rio still in the NFL then? Is this not the same exact distractions that a Colin Kaepernick signing would be? We're gonna find out, aren't we? I mean, right? your defensive coordinator is talking about an insurrection on the Capitol. Uh, year and a half after it happened like i feel like that's very clearly like oh what are you doing dude like if, we, if we're not going to have colin kaepernick on a roster because people might talk about him kneeling for the anthem or why he was kneeling for the anthem why do we have a defensive coordinator in the nfl that's mad about the coverage of riots in the streets versus people trying to break into the Capitol? like that's his, that's the same thing that guy shouldn't be in the league
1: either who's creating the outrage right the question becomes, who is going to create the outrage? We know exactly who is going to create the outrage over the national anthem. We had the President of the United States creating the outrage over Colin Kaepernick. But when it comes to this, who where's the outrage going to come from? And who who owns the teams in the NFL? Who runs the teams in the NFL? Who did Roger Goodell defend for years on, years, on years? Until this past year when he finally relented on the handling of the Colin Kaepernick situation. It's clear. We know the answer to this. It's not going to be a fair or equal or balanced situation because these are private businesses that are choosing to do this thing like they are and employ Jack Del Rio moving forward. And look, we should all be honest about this with ourselves. Jack Del Rio's not by himself. He's the one saying it out loud.
2: Let's spend a little bit of time on the Deshaun Watson story from the New York Times yesterday. Uh, A couple or a few new details in here Uh, one and the one just from a like mathematical standpoint that blew my mind according to the New York Times Deshaun Watson had massages from 66 different women over a 17 month span. That is not 66 massages in 17 months. That is massages from 66 different women which doing the math there works out to 3.8 women per month. Deshaun Watson was almost at a point where he was getting a massage from a different person every week for a year and a half. That is an insane number. Just purely adding things up. What in the hell is going on? There with 66 different massage therapists there, but that's just the math like trying to figure that out. Some of the more damning things, if you go to the Houston Texan side, obviously there's a lot of damning things about Deshaun Watson, but to the Houston Texan side of this, they apparently gave him a non-disclosure agreement that he could have massage therapists sign after a massage therapist threatened to go public with the way Deshaun Watson acted during these massages. The Texans gave him an NDA. They also gave him access to a hotel and spa in houston where he could get rooms or whatever and use that to meet massage therapists so now we've gotten into a point where the houston texans are roped into basically being uh, i don't know if the right word accomplices i don't know the right word is here but basically being involved in helping deshaun watson set up these massages or keep people quiet after getting these massages
1: so tangentially to this tyler I have, in various points of my life, I've gone for massage because I've had a bad shoulder. I've really needed to just try to get it under control. In flames, it gets knots, it gets all these things. When I found someone who could help me fix that, I stuck to that guy for years. (laughs) I, I drove 25 minutes across town in traffic to go to this guy whenever he had an opening. One, he was reasonably priced, and two... He fixed my shoulder a lot of days when nothing else would fix it. So when I find someone who is an effective massage therapist or an effective hairstylist or someone who I feel like offers me a good service, I stay with that person because they're doing what I need them to do. So I guess Deshaun Watson has very unique massage needs to try 66 different therapists for his uh, what purposes?
2: It's listen, it's an insane number. You were uh you were not on the show last week. I, I get a massage once a month, sometimes twice a month. And like you, like I've had certain Shocking. massage therapists that I go that I go to and I was devastated when one of them left. She like moved out of the city or something like that. I had a whole process of trying to find somebody new and I didn't go through sixty six. I think I went through two or three, but sixty six is such an insane number that it's it's not a number that, like, makes Deshaun Watson guilty, but it's a number that's like, yeah, that's a court of public opinion. That 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 in itself is enough to sort of look at and say there's a lot going on here. There's one other incrimination here for accomplice. I, I have terrible legal terms apparently today. But there's a woman named Dionne Lewis who ran a massage company in Houston, and she is sort of roped into this where – at one point, Deshaun Watson paid her $5,000. The New York Times had evidence of that. She also apparently had provided security to escort Deshaun Watson in and out of the business. Uh, but the worst part for Dion Lewis is that she is accused of setting Watson up with massage therapists, but ones even ones that were not licensed. And one of those women accused Dion Lewis of knowing that Watson was going into these massages looking for sex. Dion Lewis has denied that, but she is accused of like basically setting these up and knowing exactly what Deshaun Watson was trying to do.
1: I don't care if you're someone who believes he assaulted someone, whether he did something illegal, period. What we can all settle on is that we know exactly what he was doing. We know exactly what he wanted, who consented and who didn't. We have a court of law to try to figure this out, which apparently in a lot of cases has passed on doing this. We have civil suits that need to be discussed when it comes to emotional and workplace distress. Now, the Cleveland Browns have the real questions to answer here, right? I, I, in the end, the Houston Texans clearly enabled Deshaun Watson in a lot of ways. Can they claim some sort of ignorance? Yeah. They can probably legally try to claim some sort of ignorance, and I'm sure you'll ask our legal friends about this in just a few minutes. But what you cannot wish away if you're the Cleveland Browns is that you knew. You absolutely knew. And the stories we've seen come out uh, after the reporting by Jenny Vrentas from the New York Times about the Cleveland Browns saying, well, reportedly they're pretty upset about that 23rd and 24th allegation that's come around now. Did you get some assurance from Deshaun Watson where he walked in and said, nope, I know for damn sure it was only 22 (laughs) women that I tried to proposition into giving me a happy ending for a massage. And then 23rd comes up and he's like, oh, right. Yeah. Cabo 2017. Totally forgot about that one. There
2: is also in that New York Times story. There are more women than just the 24 that have. Said or accused Deshaun Watson of basically doing the same things the 24 are suing him for, but just simply haven't sued yet. So there's like 66 women give him a massage, 24 are actually suing him, and then there's more that have basically said, "Oh yeah, that 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 happened too to me." They just aren't a part of any of the lawsuits. So yeah, from a football standpoint, Cleveland Browns are. Whew, I mean, that was bad before, but they are every day seemingly losing at least the court of public opinion. Coming up next, Sam and Ash join the show.
3: I don't know how many men are out there now that have had a massage that perhaps occasionally there was a happy ending. All right? Maybe there's nobody in your listening audience that that ever happened to. I do want to point out, if it has happened, it's not a crime
1: call sam and
3: ash at 702-820-1234 or visit their website samandashlaw.com sam and ash because you deserve what's right hello how are you guys today
0: (laughs) great how are you guys all right
2: can can you can you fact check that was uh, rusty harden the attorney for deshaun watson can you fact check that for us
0: I can't hap- fact check that. Hap- Ash? No, Ash?
3: What what can you tell us about <laughs> well, uh, about this? Um,
0: well, can we just uh head over to Robert Kraft and ask him to <laughs> fact
2: check that? <laughs> is okay, and also is a happy ending illegal?
0: Uh yeah, I don't think you can do that. That's okay. it's you're that, paying you, for You're
3: s- paying for sex. I mean, it depends on the jurisdiction, right? Oh, I yeah. mean, you know, and rump, you know, <laughs> probably not, but uh you know. Okay,
2: that's what I thought, but Rusty Harden out here is saying that it's not, and it, it confused me a little bit. Um, so, on the Deshaun Watson uh, story, there are now up to 24 women that have lawsuits against him. But there was a story in the New York Times yesterday with a lot of additional details, not necessarily, well, there were some about Deshaun Watson's actions, but some people around the scenario. And I'm curious about, from the Houston Texans standpoint, in this story in the New York Times, the Texans are said to have given Deshaun Watson a non disclosure agreement that he could take to massage therapists and have them sign. He was apparently given this after a massage therapist threatened to go public with how he acted during a massage. And the Texans also gave him access to a hotel and spa in Houston that he used to get a hotel room that he would go to with massage therapists to get some of these massages. What exactly could happen legally to the Houston Texans for that NDA and for helping provide a hotel room for Deshaun Watson?
0: Well, I think you're going to look at the timeline of events. Was one of the accusers, one of these 24 women, was was that appointment facilitated by the Houston Texans? And if so, what knowledge did the Houston Texans have of this type of behavior that Deshaun Watson allegedly engages in with his masseuse? So I think that's what you're going to look at. So was is one of the, is the allegation from a, uh, massage therapist who was provided by the Houston Texans. If so, what did the Houston Texans know about his behavior? And if they knew and were aware of such allegations and yet still facilitated this and didn't try to cut it off, then there's going to be liability and potential financial responsibility on that organization.
2: So maybe maybe there's some sort of paper trail or or digital trail or whatever that would sort of defeat this argument. But to some extent, the Texans can probably, maybe they will sort of try to feign ignorance and be like, hey, we didn't know exactly what was going on here
0: yeah absolutely i mean that's what you're always going to look for you always want to look for emails text messages any type of knowledge that you can point to by the organization or the houston texans a manager anyone that helped facilitate that massage uh likely i don't i don't know if they're going to find that um but you know if they do it's problematic
3: but also remember if this team representative that the new york times is referencing is an attorney then he is. There's an attorney-client relationship there that investigators can't necessarily, uh, you know, get into and get through, um, or it's more difficult uh, because of the privilege. So uh, that's something to to bear in mind. It's been called a representative. Uh, if it's not a lawyer, uh, you can you can ask everybody all the questions you want. Um, if if the lawyer's involved, uh, you, you're much more limited
2: there was another person sort of implicated as aiding Deshaun Watson here, a woman named Dionne Lewis, who ran a, a massage parlor in Houston and uh, helped facilitate or had Deshaun Watson there. But the two of the details, I think that were bad for her. And I'm curious what could potentially happen to her. One was that she was helping set up appointments for Deshaun Watson with unlicensed massage therapists, And the other detail, Somebody one of these massage therapists that has accused Deshaun Watson also accused her of knowing that Deshaun Watson was seeking like sexual acts during these massages. So what happens to someone a if they're setting up with unlicensed massage therapist and then two if they're setting this up with the knowledge of what Deshaun Watson is trying to get out of it.
0: Well we we watched the story of galane Maxwell. Granted that was underaged massage therapists and they didn't really know what was going on. But ultimately if if she's not upfront with these therapists about what's going to occur, it's very problematic and there's likely criminal charges that will be unraveled for her. The problem that we're seeing though is criminal charges are not being pushed on Deshaun Watson, who is allegedly being accused of the primary bad act. And so if he's not going to get prosecuted or charged, I don't see how this woman would.
2: Would she and maybe the Texans too potentially be added to like civil lawsuits in this case?
0: Absolutely. But with civil lawsuits, remember, the objective is to get compensated for the damage that you've sustained, whether uh, it's medical bills, whatever your injury you've suffered compensated for that and whether this woman can actually fulfill that type of payment unlikely that's why Deshaun Watson is your main target or the Houston Texans that un- opens up a whole nother pocket of money for them to go after
2: so another story that happened over the weekend the uh, Canada's men's national soccer team they're going to the World Cup first time in a very long time the Canada is going to the World Cup but their players basically went on a strike last week where they refused to practice and then they're supposed to play a game on Sunday against Panama. That game got canceled because the players were refusing to play. Now this all comes back to, I guess, contract negotiations and how much the players are being paid. There's some dispute as to how much the men's side should get. The women's side should get versus how much the actual national team, the federation that runs these teams should get here but i'm curious from the standpoint of like if you're if you're a fan and you bought tickets to go to this game and all of a sudden it's canceled it got canceled the day of like two hours before it was supposed to be played like do you just get your money back and and that's the end of it
3: you can sue for one billion canadian dollars
0: well i'm gonna sue i thought ed was gonna be on today and he's oh, not here so. yeah so we're gonna
3: ask the jury foreman you <laughs> yeah, know what sure. would if he would what he would uh, instruct his fellow jurors to do in this case <laughs> I uh, i don't think there's a case i mean if somebody called me and asked me to represent them uh, i i'd say no to it ashley seems a little more interested she's lifting her eyebrows you, would you take it
0: no you don't <laughs> you're, you're not entitled you're not guaranteed a game when you buy a ticket it's a license to an event it can be canceled at any time but they'd be they should be refunded for the ticket yeah. price
2: is of- there so the the soccer players in canada they they have a contract with their federation there's a, a collectively bargained and all that is there anything like the Federation not that they would necessarily want to but could they go after their players for any reason because they effectively they they had to pay Panama to come and not play a game because their players didn't show up
3: well it's going to come down to whatever Canadian law is on on unionized action and also uh, specifically their their contracts so it'll it'll come down to what's in that agreement there there might be this type of scenario might be specifically addressed in in their in their player agreements and and if it is if it's a if it's a, a contractual violation here in the u.s uh, you know a contractual violation then triggers certain results and you can even have liquidated damages clauses saying yeah if you don't play or you refuse to play in a game for whatever reason um then you are you you owe the organization x dollars Uh, And that is very common. I've seen it, you know, I've certainly seen it in agreements, and it could very well exist here. Uh, The last story that I had a question on there,
2: the XFL is back, kind of, and there is a (laughs) media group that was founded by four uh, female athletes, Sue Bird, Alex Morgan, among them, and they're suing the XFL over the logo here, so... The group, the media group that was founded by these four women, it's called Together, but the E at the end is an X instead of an E. And they sort of have a very similar X logo to the XFL. And so they're suing, basically saying, hey, that's that's our logo. You stole it, whatever. Um, How exactly does sort of logos and trademarks work for companies that aren't like in the same industry like this media group is not a football league even though it's very a very similar logo does that matter at all or is a logo a logo regardless of who, what you're using it
3: for yes and no uh yes and no because you uh, you, you know yeah the, if you have logos that are certainly in the similar in similar fields and areas of of commerce then it, it it's more likely to invite confusion but that's the, that's the measure, so the, the USPTO will look at this um, and, and they'll look at, they, they, when they register trademarks, they look to see if there's, if there's a likelihood of confusion. And then if the matter gets litigated, that's, that's the measure by which the courts will examine this. Um, I, I look at these logos, I know a lot of people say they look identical. I mean, it is the X where it's separated in the middle I happen to think that Together brand is, the, the logo is far better uh, designed and, and is, is, is prettier than the, than the XFL's logo. I think the XFL, the, the solution here really is for the XFL to come up with a different logo, which I think at this point they could do. And they could frankly do a better job than what they've done. But they have an X, right? There's an X in it. So, you know, they don't have a, an exclusive claim to any logo that has an X. Um, I mean, well, we did consider
0: so you... using a swoosh for our law firm, but our lawyer told us that was frowned upon and probably wouldn't go very far. So, And well, calling her so Air Ash. Know.
3: Air <laughs> Ashley. Oh, we name. were going to do that instead name. of Ash, the attorney. I'm yeah, working on my I,
0: sneaker line.
2: It's a good name. You got to get a silhouette of you jumping high off the ground. Can you do that? <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, you guys should sue Ed um, for not showing up. <laughs> Maybe he's, he's not here because he's covering Raiders practice. So you might have to include the Raiders in there as well. Tell them to schedule their
3: stuff later in the day so he can actually be here. They so,
0: surely know about this. So, yeah, of course, we yeah. will sue the Raiders. We will go after Ed. I think Perfect. this is
3: an intentional infliction of emotional distress claim.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's salmonashlaw.com 702-820-1234. Guys, as always, we appreciate it. <laughs> we appreciate Thanks. you. Thanks. Take care. Bye. So there is Sam and Ash. Coming up next, we go deep into Candy's chonies.
3: Candies, chonies.
2: Eh, nobody cares about that. It's not a big deal, guys. It is a massive deal. How do you not understand this? Hundreds of corporations have been hacked in the last few years and no one gave a Name one. Equifax.
3: Candies, chonies. Name another. Target. Candies, chonies. And another one. PlayStation. And one more. Yahoo. Another. Marriott. One more. eBay, Uber, Anthem, Blue Cross, Blue Shield, Home Depot, Facebook. God damn it. Candies, chonies. Fine, we get it. UPS,
2: Chase Bank, Tumblr, LinkedIn. People don't care about privacy. What they care about is a good story. We are not going to spend much time in Candies, chonies today, so what do you got for us, Adam?
1: I don't have a lot of bandwidth left for you to spend time in candy's chonies after having a colonoscopy last week that was as much intrusiveness into (laughs) candy's chonies as i could stand for quite a while so i don't mind you making a quick trip in and out. okay you know how we do it i give you numbers you try to figure out what those numbers actually apply to and i'm going to keep this very focused for you tyler your first number is negative 37 percent
2: Negative -37%. Okay, I don't I don't have a clue to begin okay, with.
1: It's from it's from baseball. All right. It is from the sport of baseball uh in April alone.
2: The sport of baseball in April alone, negative were, were home runs down 37%
1: over expected according to ballparkpal.com's dead ball tracker. Home runs were 37% lower than expected based on batted ball data. They're tracking the science of we have batted ball data going back years, and you compare it to similar batted balls, and how have those balls flown? So in the month of April, there were 548 home runs hit when the expectation was there should have been at least 870 home runs hit. Negative 37%. Okay, let's move on to your next number, Tyler. You ready for this one? Yes. Seventeen. Your number is seventeen. It is also from shockingly Major League Baseball because most trips into Candy's Chonies are themed.
2: Seventeen. Okay, I'm I'm gonna need more than just seventeen.
1: Okay. Uh this has to do with partnerships.
2: Partnerships. Okay. Seventeen partnerships. Are we mm-hmm. are we seventeen
1: sportsbook partnerships? There are 17 different sportsbook partnerships between Major League Baseball teams and betting operators. And yet, we don't get any information from Major League Baseball as to what is actually happening with the ball. So, okay, I have another number for you. Okay. One. The number one.
2: is one. Ooh, that's a good number. That could be a lot of things.
1: Um, all right, what else we got? What other hints do I have? This also betting on baseball.
2: Okay, and it's one. I I got nothing.
1: One. Okay, so since this is a quick trip into my chonies, I will will use my own hand to help you. Um, Here we go with (laughs) unders. (laughs) Unders. As of two weeks ago, there was a total of one team that was profitable, better than 52.4% return on betting the over in baseball. There were 17 profitable to the under. The split last year with those was 9 to the over and 12 to the under. But because the ball has been clearly deadened, then sportsbooks are now putting up lines that, frankly, for anybody who could see this trend in the first week or two, were easily beatable on totals and unders being bet heavily. 17 teams were profitable to the under. And I'll finish right here from uh, from my trip into my chonies. How about June? Negative 20%. Oh, interesting. So this month, home runs are only down 20% over expected from the 37% in April. It's almost as though on May 14th, Major League Baseball introduced a brand new ball that flies farther back into the equation. At BallparkPal on Twitter or go to deadballtracker at ballparkpal.com to see how Bobby Manfred continues to screw with the game we love for no particular reason.
2: Do you think Rob Manfred sits around like a Scooby-Doo villain and is like, I would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for your damn analytics?
1: Oh, he's getting away with it. Don't, don't 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 be getting this one twisted. He's absolutely getting away with it. I think he and Artie Marino have sort of an unspoken you know, like a like a trading places competition, like they're betting a dollar on this. Like Artie Moreno is trying to see if he can destroy Mike Trout before Rob Manford destroys all of baseball. They're trying together to see who can be the most dastardly multimillionaire of all.
2: I don't remember seeing a good
1: reasoning. Why would they want the baseball to be deader than it has been in the past? Well, because they were taking crap over the fact that there were so many home runs because the ball was juiced, right? In 17 and in 19, there were major spikes in the expected percentage of home runs, right? Just using the month of uh, June, which we were just saying, 14% overexpected in 17, 9% overexpected in 19. But, of course, their response, Major League Baseball's response to, well... Pitchers are getting really good. Strikeout numbers are at all time highs. Was to take the one good thing that we had in this era of baseball away from us. Just let us have some home runs. Otherwise, all we have is strikeouts and flyouts to the warning track.
2: <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah, give us back the home runs. Those are fun. Those are like the most fun thing that can happen in the sport. So I don't know why you'd want to get rid of that. Imagine like out the of my NBA. Choice. Imagine the NBA trying to like legislate out dunks. That's too fun. We can't have
1: too many dunks in a game. It'd be no. Nope. Fun. Nope. Nope. But I, I somehow I think Adam Silver is smarter than that. All right. Whatever. Get out of my chonies. You spent enough time there.
2: All right. We're out of your chonies and we're giving away tickets to go see Slipknot coming to Las Vegas Friday, June 17th. The Knot Fest Roadshow with Slipknot and special guest Cypress Hill. We got a pair of tickets for you right now. 702-364-1100 is the phone number. 702-364-1100. Be caller number eight right now, and you'll win a pair of tickets to go see
1: Slipknot. It's the press box with Granny and Bischoff on ESPN Las Vegas. We're out
2: of Candy's Chonies officially. But Adam, do you have the video that I just texted to you? I do. Are you have you already watched it? I did. Okay, and how do you feel about the Jugs machine the Giants are using? That throws passes eh, about five feet before they die into the ground.
1: The only thing I saw in that video is Kadarius Tony actually on the field. And that's the only thing that matters to me after there were rumors that he might be requesting a trade from the Giants after his rookie season in which he missed six games. So I know you're trying to bait me. I get it. Yes. Oh, Daniel Jones is going to throw the ball into the ground. You, sir. Do not understand what Kadarius Tony is doing with that jugs machine firing balls into the ground. It's not about Daniel Jones not being able to throw him the ball. That's ridiculous. He's getting ready for when Daniel Jones fumbles.
2: Ah, so what you're saying is the Raiders need to work on this, too,
1: because they got a quarterback that fumbles a lot. Oh, he's not going
2: to fumble this year.
1: No, uh, every pass is going to be complete to Devonte Adams. What are you talking about?
2: That's right. There's no, uh, he'll never be under pressure either. That won't ever be a problem. I don't know if I like this overly optimistic Giants fandom you suddenly have after this offseason.
1: I love the fact that you define overly optimistic as I think they could win seven or eight games this year.
2: Well, yeah, you normally come on here and it's just doom and gloom. It's all. You've hated everything about it. Did you, did you
1: want, I can't, look, I can't still be mad when the thing that I railed against, for two years was Joe Judge. For four or five, however many torturous years, was Dave Gettleman. They're oh, gone. Poor Gettle They're Man. finally gone. These guys are out of the way. And yesterday, when the Bills were having their media availability, and they talked to uh, Brandon Bean, the general manager of the Bills, they asked him, are you going to have a new assistant general manager? Which was, of course, the job of Joe Shane, who's become the Giants general manager. His answer was no i'm not joe is a special person i love it i love it the bills can't even fill his shoes that's how amazing of a general manager the giants got i am going to go for irrational optimism i am going to be more optimistic than i was the summer of the decision when i was working as a substitute teacher before (laughs) i had before i had phone access to the internet and i was sitting on a clark county school district computer refreshing over and over and over again as I sat in a classroom (laughs) ostensibly as a teacher. Just refreshing, looking for some sort of something that was going to tell me LeBron James was coming to New York as I just kind of went, (laughs) Miami, he's not going to Miami. Why why would he go to Miami? And then it's like, Chris Bosh is going to Miami. Oh. Oh, wait, were there kids in this classroom? Didn't this happen at night? Well, no, it was all going like the the lead-up was all during the day, right? It was the day of the decision. Uh, we knew it was coming. Okay. Okay. So
2: the, you yeah. were looking, okay, yeah, gotcha, gotcha. So when, there were kids in this classroom, and you were just, on occasion, yeah, whatever.
1: On occasion. Like, I mean, going? I mean, look, here, you know, what we what would be like is, like, these kids, you know, some of them were doing tutoring, and I would get them started on the worksheet they were working on. I'd be like, I'll be back in a minute. I'd go over to the computer. I'd hit refresh on ESPN.com and just see if there were any <laughs> new stories about what was going on with uh, with our best buddy LeBron James. So you know, uh, here's here's a question for you that
2: I I'm curious what the answer is. Your favorite teams? You've got the Knicks, the Yankees, the Devils, and the Giants. Which of those four is the most well run organization?
1: Ooh. Well, uh, let's get the Knicks out of the way real fast, <laughs> um, because anything that James Dolan touches is not well run by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, not even JD in the straight shot. Uh, the the Devils are they're fine. They're cleaning out from some bad years that that cost them to be in cap hell and caused the the misery that they have right now. The Giants are not a particularly well run organization. Uh, they've been sort of a dysfunctional mess ever since Wellington Mara passed away. So I guess it's the Yankees by default. And even then you probably have to have some pretty significant questions about Hal Steinbrenner, Randy Levine, like some guys in the front office who have made some questionable choices over time. So I, I don't know. I'll, I'll just keep, st- you know what, Tyler, all I've been able to do for like the past 10 years is stick to the Yankees anyway. And so I, <laughs> i'll just stick to the yankees here right like wait wait I, wait!
2: you got you got eli manning super bowls in the last 10 years no, no the but... last one was 2011.
1: was yeah. it okay it's all been right that never long mind. man never mind all long. right i'm sorry i'm sorry i like how i like how danny was ready to jump right on that one like <laughs> I, i'll tell you what danny as you're trying to make your way in this uh in this big radio world let me tell you one thing don't go with the fill-in host stick with the guy who's here every day <laughs> <laughs> Wow, so you really have what? What have the Devils done in the last decade? Not oh, well, I think was it 2013? They made the miracle run to the uh, to the Stanley Cup final. It's either 13, 14, I believe. Uh, they made the run to the Stanley Cup final as a six seed and lost to the eight seeded Los Angeles Kings. So, and and I'm not kidding when I tell you. Uh, You said how you would be like Game 6 Clay going and typing in old highlights (laughs) to look at. I still go type in Adam Henrik Goal so I can watch them eliminating the Rangers in the Eastern Conference (laughs) Finals like eight years ago because it was so much fun to watch the sad Rangers.
2: And you've gotten one playoff win against Trey Young and the Hawks out of the Knicks.
1: Yeah, that's... uh... When when was the Mello run? I don't even remember that. Was this that thirteen? The... Yeah, thirteen. When 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 Mello uh, got to the conference for semis against the against the Celtics and got to at least remember what the playoffs felt like. Like, look, I can't complain. <laughs> that, like, you realize I'm not complaining about my overall existence because the Yankees yeah. in my lifetime have won five World Series, the Giants have won four Super Bowls, the Devils have won three Stanley Cups. I'm not living a bad life. I am just having a hard time making it through this karma as a bitch period that life has dealt me for what I got to enjoy back in my 20s I mean listen I
2: don't think there anybody has any sympathy for a Yankees fan because even if they're poorly run that it's not like they've been bad but I, I do think there is legitimate sympathy for Giants and Knicks fans like there's some deserved like oh your favorite basketball team is run by James Dolan yeah okay you like you don't deserve that no, I don't think anybody truly deserves their favorite team to be run by James Dolan. And like the Giants, I don't think anybody deserves Gettleman to be in charge of their favorite football
1: team. For those of you who hate the Yankees, or all oh, the Yankees, buy everybody. Realize that our comeuppance, the yin to our yang, is that Yankees fans are Knicks fans. And so <laughs> we have to accept that we get the New York Knicks for almost as many months as we get the New York Yankees. It all balances out in the end. <laughs> They're not allowed to be good at the same time. Has it ever happened? I don't know. Yeah. I guess not. No, I mean back in the Riley Yang All right, in the Riley years we'll talk about it sometime. It's other day. tough
2: to be a New York fan.